Boyo Games with this week in TCG's number nine. And it's all the way live. Or should I say, it's over 9,000. What does the scouter say about his power level? It's over 9,000! What? 9,000? There's no way that can be right! There's no way. Alright, anyway, we got this weekend TCG's number 9, March 31st, dropping. We have over 22 things to cover. Let's go ahead and cover them after I talk about my audio quality. I bought this stupid blue Yeti. Doesn't seem like it's working. I'm getting a bunch of static. I'm seeing workarounds, but nothing's working around so far. Bought this Beatron about a month ago. That didn't seem to do the trick. Maybe I got to get a preamp condenser. I don't know. Figure something out. But anyway, still dealing with kind of crappy audio. It is what it is. But let's cover these 20 or so odd topics. Right, starting out, we have Oathbreaker is now our newest officially recognized Magic the Gathering format. Thanks in part due to Magic Kids, nice foundation that uh, teaches kids how to play Magic thereby helping them read better and socialize who would have thought with the satanic panic that that MTG would take it this far the hard of hard yeah alright but yeah uh, Oathbreaker uh, so pretty much how Oathbreaker's played I have uh, probably one or two Oathbreaker decks myself from pre-pandemic but uh, so how Oathbreaker's played is is just another form of Commander, where you have a 60 card total deck, including the Commander, and a signature spell that's the same colors as your Commander. Of course, has to follow the same color restrictions, and that signature spell stays in the command zone, and then you can cast it anytime, and then you can recast it. I mean, it's an instant or sorcery spell, and then you can cast it again once it uh, once it resolves, and then now it's got the two commander tags on it, just like a commander. Yeah, targets for speculation are Ren and Six, another run on Ren and Six, which is now about 40 bucks. Crop rotation, cheap one, Narset, uh, Parter Reveals, about 10 bucks. The Elder Spell, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, all cards that might be great in Oathbreaker. Alright, moving along, we have Flesh and Blood Outsiders. Uh, there have been uh, coalition, coalition problems with how they've been uh, packing the boxes, and then people have been saying that they've been getting God packs, and some people have get, been getting packs with no rainbow foils and the like but let's yeah so pack distribution seems off is there video evidence that one that was all pulled in one case 
I have an extremely hard time believing that. Then this dude says there's video proof of someone opening 15 legendaries in a single box. So let's check that video out. I'm going to record a freeform video here because I am eight packs into a box that I believe is an air box because I have three rainbow foil covers. I have three rainbow foil flip knives out of eight packs. And so I'm going to try to record this. Um, I don't have anything to hold the phone, but give me a second. Here. Let me figure out a way to prop this up. Um, and hopefully that does decent. Um, and Vampirates of Determination. Vampirates of Determination. I just pulled a Vampirates. No, Rainbow Foil. I just pulled a Vampirates Rainbow Foil. So, I'm gonna see this. Alright, but you get the hint that boy, uh, Zilly's New Mirror 14 sounds like a Keyforge card. Alright, moving along, we have Digimon. It has three big new mechanics, and it now features the One Piece Mulligan, where if you don't like your hand, you play your, you get your five card hand, and if you don't like it, you put it all at the bottom, redraw back up, and put your security out. And then three new mechanics, there's a new type of Pokemon, new type of Digimon, sounds kind of like Pokemon GX and EX and all that, but these are Ace Digimon. And then what they do is they, Ace cards will have Ace after the name for easily for easily labeling, but it's noted that it doesn't count as the name of the Digimon. Ace cards have two features, Blast Evolution, so evolve the Digimon at no cost. Not sure if they all are no cost or others just low, but uh, high level, low level, they're basically high level and low level cost, but as a way to counteract that though, you will lose memory instantly when you do so. Using act, yeah, and that's the that's one of the mechanics called overflow. So if the card gets moved off the main playfield, you lose a lot of memory. Usually, like four or so. Okay, then there's also counter effects now. So now there's counter timing, like instant speed, and then even counterplay Digimon from the hand. So now you can, when you're getting swung on in security, you can flash out a card from hand, have it block, and then it's just crazy. So that'll counteract the rush deck that the meta's currently going through. And then there's also a new format with single color deck building. So in your, in your egg deck, you've got to have the same color all throughout the deck so you can have like a mono red deck but you can have red yellow cards red black cards but everything's got to be red though and that comes with the new separate band list too right so that's the world of that's what's going down in digimon right and we also have back to mtg we finally found out what those battle cards are pause this i'm kind of not feeling these smart beats right here this one actually started getting better. I'm going to let it rock. But anyway, um, yeah, so back to Magic. We found out what those battle cards actually do. I was thinking it was going to be something like Seven Wonders Duel. Not so. Uh, despite, basically, the battle cards are seeds. As a siege enters, as a siege enters, choose an opponent to protect it. 
you and others can attack it. And when it's defeated, exile it, then cast it, transform, flip it. When invasion of Zendikar enters the battlefield, search your library for up to two basic lands, put them onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle. So this is pretty much like a different type of planeswalker. Looks like it's from Plane Chase, matter of fact. But it looks like a different type of planeswalker that you can actually attack yourself to get it flipped to the powerful side. And then it has ETBs as well. And then when it comes out, you select an opponent to defend it to defend it. And then so I guess in multiplayer you gotta designate one that defends it. But yeah, new crazy mechanic right there. And uh taking a look at some of these cards from March of the Machine, which is coming out on next month sometime. Coming out soon next month. Check out some of these March of the Machine cards. We have a Archangel Elspeth, valued at 40 bucks right now. Planeswalker plus one, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token with lifelink. Uh, the ult is uh, return all non-land permanent cards with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Good recursion deck. Uh, Elish Norn, four drop, two white. Phyrexian Praetor with Vigilance. Whenever a source an opponent controls deals damage to you or a permanent you control, that source's controller loses two life unless they pay one. Spin three with a white, sacrifice three other creatures, exile Ellis Norn, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control, activate only as a sorcery. So yeah, alright. Got another dragon, orc dragon. I'll look at that later, flying in haste. Anyway, uh, on to Keyforge. So the, the organized play is coming back in 2023. Um... But, unfortunately, if you had a ticket pre the pandemic, you won't be able to cash that in. You're going to have to take that up with Fantasy Flight. But, pretty much, you're going to need a Gen Con ticket to attend this time. And then, you have to qualify through, through Archon tournaments and Alliance tournaments qualifiers. And then, the problem with regionals, you got to... Basically, you got to qualify to get into the Worlds at Gen Con this year. All right. And, uh, and uh, some people don't like that because everything's just popping up in the Midwest versus around the whole country. But anyway, and then also uh, ICV2 has named the top games, just named the top games for fall of 2022. They just released it last week. But uh, pretty much, as always lately, Pokemon is on top. Magic the Gathering is number two as far as the hobby channel scene goes. And Yu-Gi-Oh! number three, and Flesh and Blood made it in as number four. Digimon number five, One Piece number six. The problem with One Piece is there's just not enough product around. It's all sold out, so I'm sure it'll shoot up to number five or possibly even four soon. And then a Weiss, Carfight Vanguard, My Hero, Soul Forge at number ten. And then on the mass market, the big box stores, Pokemon still on top, Magic 2, Yu-Gi-Oh! 3, Digimon and One Piece. And collectible games about pretty much about much the same. Alright, now let's check out this Dragon Ball Super Digital Card Game. First real look. Step up to a new stage of the digital world. Go up against powerful opponents from opponents from around the globe. Same rules as standard Dragon Ball Super Card Game. 
Experience the acceleration of car battle. With cutlass cardio that make it more exciting than ever. The strategy is infinite. Face off with your own ultimately powerful tech. You just have to debunk the cards to memory with all the text on the cards. Super realistic! Mind-blowing excitement! This Dragon Ball Super Card game takes you beyond! Experience the ultimate in card battle! Dragon Ball Super Card Game! The pinnacle of strategy, Ascend! Close beta testing March 25th and 26th, 2023. Check the official Dragon Ball Super Card Game website for details. And I'm sure the open beta will be out shortly after. All right, uh, Marvel Snap outlines the Conquest mode and the Token Shop revamp 2023 roadmap. All right, so right now people are complaining about the economy's crap, but uh, what we have here is in the future, players will receive between 200 and 600 tokens from collector reserves, a change from the previous 100. So it sounds like way better economy. I mean, pretty much at least doubled. And when a player completes a card series, collectors reserves that would have previously contained a card, they'll instead get 100 tokens instead of getting doubles. So that's cool. And new format that's kind of like the, you can choose who you're going to play and battle your friends. They got another new take on that. That's what that is. All right, then we got DC has, following the Marvel Snap, they're trying to compete with the Marvel Snap. DC's got its own dual force digital tcg let's check out this video marvel snaps trailer had more of a it kind of had a little bit more going on with more 3D graphics, but it's all good, though. Right, uh, on to Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duel. Finito, out of there. So I covered this some months back. I think it dropped in July. Covered this a while back, and it didn't last a year. Konami announces that Yu-Gi-Oh! Mobile spinoff Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duel will be shutting down later this year, less than a year after its launch. So Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duels is like you have four players going at it, and then you got the three lanes, you summon your front row, then you got your back row, and then you have to evolve the monsters. They're pretty much all vanillas mostly, and then you have special cards to evolve them to get better, to make them not vanilla. And this lane hits the closest lane on the next guy's thing, but they hit a middle section, then you can play instants and stuff. It's cool. I played the tutorial. I rather liked it, but didn't play it anymore, though. But that's going to be out of here, I think what they say, September, August, September. So, just didn't make enough money, and some people who liked it are now salty. Yeah, thank you for playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Cross Duel since our launch in July 2022. We've been blessed with great support from many players. It's on our... I mean, it's with heavy hearts that we will be ending service at 5 a.m. on Monday, September 4th. In addition, they'll stop selling all crystals after this announcement. So, 
Hope you didn't get screwed on paying for that economy. And the problem with it is it has a very bad gotcha economy. Where like if you want a card, you can't just craft a card. You have to look up into pulling it. Which is stupid. Alright, on to the indie TCGs. We have Welcome to Birthright. Welcome to Birthright, Alliance of Lords. This is something you can buy right now at birthrightalliancelords.com. You can get a, one of two starter sets. Soon there will be a playmat. Two starter sets. And this game is played like every... On each player's round, both players get a mana. But it's called Ecor. So, yeah, let's go to the out-of-play phase. Rules. So, as you tick up on the D20 for having more and more mana, your cards will level up. And then once you, say, hit like 8 mana, then the card will have a better power that you can use. And then when you get to a certain level, like maybe 10 level, then your planeswalker, well, I mean, then your avatar equivalent, your hero, will actually be able to play two cards a turn versus the normal one card per turn. Yeah, but I mean, pretty much available for purchase right now. Birthright, birthrightalliancelords.com, $20 a day. Right, and then on to the Kickstarter games. We have Legion's Realms at War. TCG, let's check out this trailer. Sounds like Terminator. Terminator talking about all this AI that we got. Soon it will be Terminator. Legion's Realms at War is a high fantasy tabletop trading card game where you, the player, commands a warlord from your chosen legion and enters into the realms at war. Choosing between 16 different main character warlords, spanning over 8 different legions, with 8 very diverse and expanding realms filled with all types of high fantasy tropes. Legion's Realms at War is a fantasy TCG player's dream. Featuring beautifully crafted artwork, stunning metallic stamped foil cards, and all the interactive gameplay you can ask for from a new TCG. Alright, so I'll get it though. Out of Canada, they got uh they made their funding goal 35k out of what they wanted, about 30, 68 backers, 11 days to go. And like pretty much the base level is you can get a booster box for about $70. And it comes with six free first edition booster packs of this set. Yeah, this set. Empires on the Rise. Then you can spend 214, get about three boxes and eight free packs and a Kickstarter exclusive. Alright. Check out some of that bottom of the page. Alright, that's that. Then on to another Kickstarter. Karuman Brawl. A trading card game. A unique card game for people who love retro games, fast-paced strategy, and stunning monster art. Coming in straight like Pokemon, not playing no games. You know we're going for the Pokemon set. Two player starter sets. Five expensive packs. You can start sounding like Mario, okay? 
Karuman. Gotta get some more. All right, so that's uh 52%. They got 32 days to go. Why did I cover this right now? I don't know. But anyway, uh... All right, so thanks for checking out Karuman Brawl on Kickstarter. For $35, you can get a first edition two-player starter deck. I don't like how they're naming it because... I don't know, maybe it is for two players, but it doesn't say it's enough for two players to play, though. Alright, Divine, $20 will get you a first edition two-player starter deck. That actually could be two-player starter deck. I mean, it sounds like it should be enough for two players, but it's gotta be, gotta be. Okay, our starter deck includes two different 30-card decks, enough for you and a friend to start playing. It should say that right there, but that's my little critique. We have five expansion packs available, 15 additional game cards. Alright, but $20 for two players, not bad. Alright, here's how the cards look. They have some kind of direction thing they got going, so maybe grid-based combat. Doesn't show you in the video, so I can only... I can only theorize. Okay, yeah. Grid. Grid play. Two players, 15 to 20 minutes. Looks cool. I would grab this. Alright. That's Karuman. And we have the Battle of Legends. Check him out for a second to mundo. So stay tuned in the next coming clips. Let's go over exactly what's on the cards. There's four types. Spells, summons, battlefields, and most importantly, legends. So you may be wondering, how exactly do you play Battle Mr. of Legends? Team. Well, here's Kevin to break it down. Thanks, Alex. Hi, I'm Kevin Eno, creator of Battle of Legends. Now that we've briefly introduced Ice each card team. type, let's take a closer look at what you're going to find on each card. Now we've gone over the four card types. Let's take a look at some common symbols you'll see on our cards that symbolize effects and triggers in the game. For example, the D10 symbol. This is when the fun begins. That whenever you see the D10 symbol, you'll roll a 10-sided dice to see the outcome of your spell or effect. Other symbols include EP, which stands for enters play. So when either the battlefield or summon enters play, the effect triggers. Then there's DSP, which stands for during the spell phase. Which means during that phase of your turn, the effect happens. The AP is during the attack phase, which means while attacking your opponent, the ability triggers. And last but not least is DPD, which means during the battlefield phase, the effect will trigger. Got the now, let's take a look at the variable in our game. These dictate how many copies of that I card still can't you can figure use out your deck. Our variants are all the colors rainbow, symbolized with gems at the top right hand corner of each card. Red stands for unlimited. You may have as many copies of that card as you want in your deck. Orange stands for limited. You are limited to four copies of that card in your deck. Yellow stands for reserved. You may have only one copy all of right, that card in your deck. Around a little bit. Let's take a look quickly at how to set up your first game. Three summons. Step of the game, roll dice as you goes first. The high roll always goes first unless alternate agreements are made between players. The next phase would be revealing your legend. This way, no one is aware of who plays what legend. Now we take a look at the two types of decks that you use when playing. You have your main deck, which is 40 creatures and spells in any combination, and your battlefield deck, which is 10 cards. Four with single summon circles, four with double summon circles, and two with triplet summon circles. You don't shuffle the decks together, okay, however, like you shuffle your battlefield deck and your main deck. We take a look at how many health cards are legends have. For example, Aesop's Shadow has four. We will take the top four cards off the top of our deck and place them at the bottom right-hand corner of our playmat. And we will do this before we draw our hands. So each player draws up to five cards. Our game uses a selective mode. So let's, for example, say you draw five cards and two of them you don't really like. You will take those two and place them on the bottom of your deck and then replace the two with two new cards on the top of your deck. After both players have mode, if they opt to, because it's a choice, then you will shuffle your deck again so that it's in a random order. Now we'll go over those different phases in each turn. The first phase is the knowledge phase. During the knowledge phase, your intellect is increased by one and you draw your cards. If you first, you skip your draw phase. Next, you move to your battlefield phase. You will reveal the battlefield from the top. Alright. Um, yeah, Battle of Legends. Uh, made about 5k out of their 50k goal. 45 hours to go. Might have to rethink this Kickstarter, but show him some love in these 40 so odd hours. If you please. Alright, and 
on to Okay, for bonus, we have Warhammer 40k is set to release the 10th edition pretty soon. Alright, and uh, also uh, your boy Henry Cavill, I think, is set to star in the new Warhammer 40k movie, too. Alright, but um, in the summer of 2023, 10th edition will come out. Codex books and any day ones for the game. But what I heard is that it's not going to focus on codexes at first, so won't have to buy all that crap. They're going to go like the one-page rules route, and then you'll just have battle cards that you can get for free. And then later on, they'll start charging you for the stuff. And then they'll start charging you for codexes, too, once they get tired of giving stuff away for free. And so pretty much, uh, what do you call those things? Initiatives or forget what you call them. Um, those little things that are like pretty much like instants that make the game take too long. They're going to scale back on that and bring more simplified gameplay to Warhammer 40k. Stratagems. Yeah, they're going to cut back on the stratagems, way less stratagems, and then make the game way more streamlined and more easily accessible. Right on time for the movie that I hear is coming out. But yeah. And then pretty much your ninth edition stuff will be what they say rendered obsolete, I think they say... And yeah, and that, that's all I got for now. That was This Week in TCGs, number nine. Holler back in two weeks for This Week in TCGs, number 10. Fuck. <laughs>